everybody, happy Boxing Day. I hope you've had a wonderful Christmas or are having a wonderful Christmas. I know that some of you are celebrating uh, with family today. Some of you will be doing that tomorrow. So whatever your uh, Christmas schedule is, uh, praying the um, just fullness of joy for you and yours this season. Uh, well, we're here in the... Um, the room we lovingly call the garage. Uh, perhaps you can see the overhead door behind me. There's another one here to my right. This is a new space. This is a kids and youth worship space. And so for this Sunday and for next, this mini-series that we're calling uh, Managing Expectations, uh, we're going to film from here. Well, today is Sunday, December 26th, 2021. It's the final Sunday of 2021. And, um, you know, that shouldn't surprise us because we all have calendars, and yet it seems like this year it's kind of snuck up on us a little bit. Here's a question for you. Did 2021 meet your expectations? I'm doing my very best Andy Stanley impression uh, working with the TV today. Did 2021 meet your expectations? Well, let me back up a little bit and say some things about 2020. I've never been so happy in all my life to see the end of a calendar year as I was to see the end of 2020. Now, Jean and I had actually been very excited for 2020, specifically March of 2020. In fact, we'd had March of 2020 circled on our calendar for quite some time. We had planned a trip for March of 2020 that was really for us um, a bucket list, uh, bucket list trip. It was to two destinations neither of us had been to before and, and we really wanted to go. And so this was kind of going to be a, a once in a lifetime sort of uh, trip. And it was also a retirement celebration um, for Jean, she retired February 28th of 2020 from her job. So retire end of February and then March of 2020 uh, was going to be this bucket list uh, retirement celebration trip. And we were going to Italy and France. And uh, we were actually going on this trip with several people from our Kincardine community. There was about 40 of us who were uh, taking this trip together. And so this trip was very, very carefully planned. As you can imagine, you're planning a trip for 40 people. You do it well in advance, and it requires some uh, careful, careful planning. In fact, not only was everything uh, planned in advance, it was also paid for in advance. And when I say it was prepaid, I mean everything was prepaid, not just flights and hotels, but every bus ride, every train ride paid in advance. Every uh, admission to a museum or gallery was prepaid. In fact, every meal was prepaid. Even the gratuities were prepaid prepaid. All Gene and I really needed to do is just to show up day of with our passport and plane tickets and we were good to go. Everything was planned and prepaid. And so all 40 of us uh, from the Concordant area who were going on this trip, we all worked through the same 
travel company. And so, uh, you know, cancellation insurance, eh, who needs that? What could possibly happen in March of 2020 that would ever uh, cause this bucket list retirement celebration trip to be canceled? Well, obviously, uh, COVID hits in March of 2020 and our trip is canceled. And the company through which we uh, booked this trip, they went out of business almost immediately after COVID hit. We did get our airfare back, but we did end up losing, uh, I don't know the exact total, eight to $9,000, probably just gone poof. And uh, leading up to that time, leading up to March of 2020, the tail end of 2019 and the first part of 2020, we'd, we'd both really been pushing pretty hard. She was planning to retire and there was a succession plan. And so she's uh, kind of onboarding new people while at the same time doing her job. And I had been uh, pushing pretty hard forward in our Blue Water Church uh, in Kincardine. And uh, so we, hit 2020, uh, March of 2020, we, we were both pretty exhausted at that point. I could actually look back at my calendar and see that leading up to this trip that we'd planned in March of 2020, I'd preached for 22 consecutive weekends, which if you're not in the preaching business, that probably means nothing. But if you are, uh, you know that that's just uh, crazy, uh, even irresponsible, I would say, to do that. Typically, you would want to preach five to seven consecutive weeks and then take a week off to, to regroup and replenish and, and get ready to go again for another five to seven. And so doing 22 in a row was just uh, really kind of dumb. Uh, and so we hit March of 2020. We were both kind of running on fumes and we were so looking forward to this trip for some uh, relaxation and really to replenish but instead, COVID hits, uh, trip canceled, lost a bunch of money, we're both exhausted. And of course, as you recall, when COVID hit, it was like the world changed. And our Blue Water Church in Concordia, while we had to um, very, very quickly pivot, as did just about every church, I suppose, to do ministry online. And uh, we had to do it very quickly. In fact, we had just a matter of days to uh, figure that out. And so it was a really challenging time. And in fact, it was like a mad scramble. And I know it was at Sobel Church too, because COVID happened here too. Uh, even though I wasn't here, I know that would have been a, a real scramble here. And so in March of 2020, Sobel Church is dealing with COVID. And it was also in March of 2020 that we learned our Pastor Dave had some very concerning health challenges. And of course, in March of 2020, uh, there's a construction project going on, including this room was under construction at that point. And I don't know if you remember or not, but in the spring of 2020, I filled in for Pastor Dave for a couple of months it was either April and May or May and June, I can't recall which two, but uh, filled it and it was just such a weird time. Of course, tired, uh, you know, heading into March and then um, everything kind of happening all at once and then having to pivot to online, including here. And I remember coming up, uh, driving up here every week to this empty building 
sitting in front of a camera like I am now, uh, and really seeing nobody but the camera operator, and anybody I did see from here was on Zoom, it was just, it was a weird time. It was a, a strange and unsettling time. And it was in 2020 that we all learned about social distancing. Um, there was panic buying of toilet paper, if you recall that. A hand sanitizer was like liquid gold. Um, some people's investment portfolios dropped like 30% almost overnight. It was in 2020 that we learned about wearing masks and uh, we experienced lockdowns and isolation. And, and I've never been so glad to see the end of a calendar year as I was to see the end of 2020. I was so happy to say goodbye to 2020. In fact, it was more like good riddance to 2020. And I was so happy to see 2021. I had very high expectations for 2021. For me, going into 2021, I knew 2021 would be the year that uh, COVID would be over and Pastor Dave would be back pastoring Sobel Church and life would be back to normal and people would be just flocking back to church and, and we'd be packing out services. There'd be all kinds of high fives and lots of hugs. And 2021, in my mind, was going to be this momentous comeback year just full of celebrations. Well, can I say that 2021 has not lived up to my expectations. Now, that is not to say that there haven't been wonderful things in 2021, because there have been. God is good. He never, ever stops working. His love never fails. He's always faithful. But 2021 didn't meet the expectations that I had for it. Because here we are. It's the final Sunday of 2021. And not only is COVID not gone, it's like regaining momentum all over again. And now we've got this Omicron, which is like the new uh, four-letter word, right, so to speak. And Pastor Dave is not back yet. And ministry has never been more challenging. And people have never been more polarized and more angry more so than I've ever seen in my lifetime, polarized over things like masks and vaccinations and passports and politics. And, and there's rampant mental health crises and addictions that have been made worse by isolation and loneliness and distancing that we've experienced during COVID. Many of my expectations for 2021 have gone unfulfilled. Well, what do we do with our unfulfilled expectations? What do we do with our unfulfilled expectations? We're thinking about heading into 2022. Do we head into 2022 with no expectations? That way we won't be disappointed. How do we manage our expectations? Well, what about you? How was your 2021? Was it what you expected? Any unfulfilled expectations in 2021 for you? Now, we want to be careful here. And let's see this as, a, as a, a flashing red light here. We want to be very careful not to linger on unfulfilled expectations. 
Because if we linger on unfulfilled expectations, they can kind of mound up into disappointment and um, depression and despair. And they can begin to ignite things in our lives like anxiety and, and, and bitterness and cynicism and even hatred. So rather than lingering on unfulfilled expectations, what we want to do today and next Sunday as well is to look at God's word, specifically at one person in God's word, namely Paul, at a time in his life where we find him, um, he ends up in a place that he didn't expect. A situation, a set of circumstances that he certainly didn't expect. And he ends up in a place surrounded by people that he didn't expect to be surrounded with. And what I'd like us to try and see is if we can find some counsel from Scripture in the story of Paul that can help us to meet head-on in victorious fashion those inevitable times in 2022 where we'll be in that place that's, that's difficult and challenging and maybe unexpected, maybe we'll be in an unexpected situation or place, maybe surrounded by people that we didn't expect to be with. So we want to go to Philippians chapter 1, and we're going to begin at verse 12. If you have a Bible at home, uh, you can have that open. Philippians 1 will begin at verse 12. And while you're turning there, let me just say that what we see here really is Paul's um, personal testimony. As I mentioned, he ends up in a place that he didn't expect to be. He ends up surrounded by people that he didn't expect to be surrounded by. And if, if I were in Paul Sandals, I would view my situation as being, I'm in a place that sucks and I am surrounded by some pretty sucky people. That would be my assessment if I were in Paul's sandals. But what we'll see in the text as we look at it, well, Paul's on top of this. He's delighted with his life situation. And so maybe, just maybe, Paul has something for us that just might help us in our experiences, maybe helping us to experience some transformation. Well, Philippians 1 and verse 12, Paul says, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me... Well, let's just stop there. What has happened to Paul? Where is he writing this letter from? Well, he's writing this letter from jail. He's in Rome. He's imprisoned there. It's a, it's, it's a form of house arrest, and yet uh, he has no freedom to come and go whatsoever. He's with a Roman guard, at least one, all of the time, 24-7. He's in this imprisonment, this particular one, for about two years, you can actually read about this imprisonment. Luke uh, documents it in the book of Acts. It's in chapter 28, verses 16 to 31. But Paul's in jail. He's imprisoned in Rome. Would you say that he's stuck in a bad place? Well, I think absolutely we would say that. Especially if you think about this in terms of expectations like we've been talking about. You see, Paul, you think of it, Paul is a guy who is stopped in his tracks by the risen Christ on the road to Damascus. 
He is trained in the heavenlies by Jesus himself. And he's the great apostle. He's, he's called to be the apostle to the Gentiles. And he's got this global ministry. He's, he's the headliner in all kinds of crusades. And he's planting all kinds of churches. He's got this huge uh, reach. He's really at the zenith of his ministry. And, and now that he's called to this global ministry, well, now we find that his life is absolutely restricted. He's completely limited. Now it seems like his life is off the rails. He's in jail, restricted in Rome. And my guess is that Paul is probably thinking to himself, wow, I didn't expect this to happen. He says in verse 12, I want you to know. I want you to know. Now, Paul's readers knew that Paul was in jail. And Paul knew that they knew that he was in jail. And yet Paul says, I want you to know. Well, this Greek word that is translated know uh, has a particular nuance to it, a nuance that is actually required in this uh, context. And really, uh, what Paul is saying is, I want you to understand. I want you to understand my life situation. See, when you are in a bad situation, there's a big difference between knowing you're in a bad situation and understanding the bad situation. When you merely know that you're in a bad situation, well, you, that just spins in your mind all of the time. It plays over and over on a loop, and you're only too glad to tell anybody who's willing to listen all about your bad situation. But what Paul is saying here is, I want you to understand what has happened to me. That's a huge transition to go from knowing to understanding. When's the last time you really tried to understand what God was doing in your life in the midst of that bad situation, in the midst of that bad place, in the midst of your COVID fatigue, in the midst of your loneliness? When's the last time you really tried to understand what it is that God is doing in your life in the midst of that health challenge, in the midst of that marital struggle, in the midst of your financial challenges? When's the last time you looked for the hand of God in that bad place? And so he says, uh, verse 12 again, now I want you to know, understand, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. So here's Paul. He's being watched by palace guards, by Rome's very best soldiers by the imperial guard. And he says, I want you to know that my chains, my imprisonment is for the advancement of the gospel. Now that's a bit of a head scratcher, right? Because if I'm looking at Paul, my, uh, my sense is that Paul being free, Paul on the loose, Paul being able to travel freely and minister without any restrictions, that that would actually cause the advancement of the gospel and the message of Christ. And yet Paul says here, I want you to know my chains have 
advanced the gospel. That's perplexing. Well, if you go to the end of chapter 4, at the end of chapter 4, where Paul signs off, it's verse 21, he says this, Greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. Here's a question for you. How on earth does the gospel get to Caesar's household? And not just to Caesar's household, but actually in Caesar's household. Well, that's where we're going to begin next week when we uh, get into part two of managing expectations. And I hope that you can join us next Sunday, because next Sunday, as we look back into this text, it's, we're really going to see up close uh, the secret to Paul's perspective here about managing expectations. Well, would you uh, pray with me? Our Father, we confess that there are times in our lives where uh, we've ended up in places that we didn't expect. Places that seem to us like bad places, tough places, tough situations. And maybe for some of us, we're there right now. Maybe it's, maybe it's just this season of COVID or, or any number of things. And maybe if we're not in a tough place right now, maybe, well, not maybe, I'm sure we will be at, at least at some point in 2022. And so, Father, in those bad places, we want more than just to know that we're in a bad place. We want to be able to see your fingerprints in that bad place so that more than just knowing that we're in a tough place, we, like Paul, can understand. We can understand what you might be up to and so that we can cooperate with you. Father, would you help us to see how you can take what seem like setbacks to us and turn them into setups to elevate the name of Jesus and to advance the mission. And so I pray this week that you would stir our hearts, that you would prepare us, that uh, as we look further into your word and the example of Paul, that we would be ready, not just for information, but really to experience transformation more and more into the beautiful likeness and way of Jesus in 2022. Amen. Happy New Year.